Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And welcome to the Smackdown Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamphlet from What Culture, to review everything that happened on Friday night's episode of Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Monday Night Raw, the show formerly known as NXT 2 Play. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage. Reviews, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bigger quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet to review Friday Night SmackDown, a show that made me very nervous about what's going to happen tonight on Raw. It's f***ing Monday, Wilborn, and I am hyped to talk about a wrestling show, but not this one. <laughs> right, I can't complain too much because... Uh, well, I'm not my esteemed colleague, Michael Sidgwick, and I don't have to review Rampage. Oof. Oh, boy. But this, I would class, rarely would I class WWE shows as this. I would class this episode of SmackDown as a noble failure. I didn't think much of it, but I can't fault mm. much of the execution. There's a pretty major, significant effing problem with which we should probably devise a game over, a long-lasting game, or at least apply a game from another part in our week to this, because we kind of need to, how do we talk about a thing that didn't happen? Like with SmackDown this week, the pretty disgraceful situation of not a single women's match, right? And if you look at WWE across the entire week, I think the only women's match on the main roster was that pretty dreadful three-minute me um, Eo Sky match. I think that was Raw and SmackDown combined. Yikes! That's pretty embarrassing. Uh, it is about time that something happened that put a spotlight on the state of the women's division. We've kind of been picking on the state of the SmackDown one specifically for quite yeah. a while now, but neither are in great health. Triple H's booking of the women's division has been patient to a fault. There's no longer the window of time where you're like, well, he's got to build a bunch of people up all at the same time. Nobody's getting any time, apparently. He's just going to wait for the Royal Rumble and fill it full of warm bodies. So unacceptable, really, that there was no women's match on this SmackDown. But the reason they'll have probably, and it's why like, I want to get back around to somehow saying the rest of it was what I consider a noble failure. They wanted to make this uh, tag team tournament Friday. Mm. And I found the notion of that Quite credible. Yeah. Like, let's turn SmackDown into, let's, because we were kind of taking the piss out of it, were we, a little bit. It's like, why have they put the obvious final in a first round match? There's only two teams that can win this and they're going to fight each other. Fine. But what's the point of the rest of the tournament? And then WWE countered with, well, if we do all of the bracket on one night, then it reminds you that there's all these people yes. and anyone can win. And I, that's the kind of booking that I can get behind. But the fact that it came at the expense of zero women's matches whatsoever, yeah. a terrible look. And that, truthfully, very little of the wrestling got above a certain ceiling. Left me quite cold on this episode. Uh, looking forward to getting to the hot main event and the Kevin Owens Roman Reigns <laughs> segment. But I, I didn't feel like there was much to take from this one, truthfully. I get what, I've seen some praise directed towards it, but I think, not to patronise people, I think some people are being fooled by a nice idea of a one-night tournament more than like exhilarating action or anything overly scintillating. And the women's thing is a, is a problem. The women's thing is, is without a doubt an issue here. Like you say, I've just checked. Yeah, it was literally that. And, you know, a couple of segments with Bailey and 
Becky yelling at each other and on this show, Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville yelling at each other. Two of the worst of their respective feuds. Yeah, but I would say, turn that smack frown upside down. <laughs> oh, God. Because uh, I would class this episode, the women's stuff aside, as class. Um, mainly because, as I mentioned before, I am a dog who remembers the last thing that happened on this <laughs> show. And the ending to this show was spectacular. Kicked ass. It kicked ass. And uh, yes, I know people say, oh, it's just a cheat code. You just put bloodlines throughout this show. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and on EastEnders, when there's a big thing with, I don't know, someone getting married, yeah. they pepper that throughout the rest of the show, and you're like, oh, bloody hell, we've got to go to the shop or whatever. And you could do with. the EastEnders, do, 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 on every Bloodline segment. Exactly. I'll give you that. You could do that on every one. And not only that, but we got a return of something I thought we may never see on our telly again, and I really enjoyed going back to the Firefly Funhouse, especially because... In my head, it goes, Eater of Worlds, Firefly Funhouse. What's next in this sequence? Oh, my God. That's, so that's the element of Not that. to, you know, tread our own dick for the SmackDown preview next week, this week even. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, let's, let's dive into this show then because uh, I watched the opening and I thought, oh, well, if I'd been watching this live, um, I would have stayed awake till ridiculous o'clock <laughs> on Saturday morning, I suppose, technically. I might watch SmackDown live this week, actually, because I've got to train my body for the Rumble. I mean, if they're... Promising, you know who. We'll get to it. I'm so excited to talk about it. And, if he's on the and uh, he's on the docket, Karrion Cross is good now. So yeah, actually, yeah. Let's uh, start getting that one. Like, uh, anybody remember Karrion Cross versus Rey Mysterio? Goated. <laughs> I just realised I'm phone's buzzing. I apologise if that's just come through on the audio. But anyway, let's dive <laughs> into SmackDown because uh, the show opened with the arrival uh, of. It's the only bl- somebody. Ca- it's it's uh, somebody calling, like from the Five Five Fun House. Yes. So somebody that wants to be let in to this podcast, <laughs> but can't until Friday. Stacks. No. Yeah. Uh, so the bloodline... Sh- Ooh, there's an elephant in the room. Or is that just your phone? <laughs> the bloodline show up, uh, and Sammy Zane's his usual G'd up self, and he does his handshake at the Usos, and he turns around to fist bump Roman, and Roman just looks at him and walks off. And I thought, oh, oh that's me hooked for the entire show. Yep. It's that's- such an easy cheat code. It's ridiculous, but I am... All in on this until WrestleMania, so... Can okay. I? This might knacker up your diligently prepared notes, mm-hmm. but can we do all the Bloodline segments now, talk about them, and then go back to it for the main event? Go on, then. Can we do that now? So, yeah. like, we've got, like... there's It's the usual SmackDown formula at this point, isn't it, when Roman's on? You get... It has to start with Roman Reigns in some capacity, but then you get the... Like, the little... There's always, like, a one-night story. Yeah. The Bloodline. And we would... DMing about this over the weekend, such as our like geeky enjoyment of, <laughs> yes. of pro wrestling outside of office hours. Um, this might have been, I will say this, this might have been one of the best nights, best worst nights for the Roman Reigns character ever yeah. since the storyline kicked off. This wasn't as grandiose as the um, t-shirt week, you know, or the, um, like, there's no corpse in or anything. Like, there's been really great Bloodline weeks. It didn't have the physical drama of War Games, for example. But his interactions with Sami Zayn were amongst, like, the best ever. Roman Reigns is ascending almost on a weekly basis as an actor that I can only assume that it's because he's trying to be an actor. Yes. Like, we've seen it with, like, obviously, you know, the obvious examples are the likes of your Rocks and your Batistas. But, um, and Triple H, obviously, in the, in the Blade Trinity run. But <laughs> we've seen it with um, inferior performers in that respect, in Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Mm. They've kind of done a bit of acting. And they're at that level where Hollywood could be watching. Becky Lynch is doing the stuff with yeah, yeah, Young yeah. Rock and that. Nobody's on Roman's level. He is sinister. He's funny. Mm-hmm. He's frightening. He makes you the avatar for the person he's victimizing, in this case, Sami Zayn. Um, he's a gaslighting monster. He's That's a literal architecture. He's a gaslighting prick. The man is a monster. Like the Sami Zayn. So yeah, like again, like you're the recap here. Like get us through to the get us through the thread of the evening. It's him and Sami Zayn, mm. isn't it? So yeah, we had the arrival of uh, the bloodline, mm. and then Sami Zayn goes to see Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman in the bloodline locker room. First of all, oh my god, every time this happens. Um, and Zayn was like, I'm a bit off, weren't you, my tribal chief? I acknowledge you, first of all, of course. Um, and Reigns, because he's smart, mm-hmm. unlike, you know, Eddie Kingston in AEW, oh he watches the show and yeah. says, look, I watched the show last week, so I know what's going on. 
so there'd be no confusion about, you know, whether I was going to hit someone with a chair or whatever. Behind the cloth, we do SmackDown before we do Rampage on a Monday morning. Is this you, like, running through? Is this like a dress yeah, rehearsal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, just, my just, God. Just going just gonna to pop some bait out there and see if put some chum in the water. <laughs> if I get any bites on the Rampage review. Oh, no. Um, and he said, look, I saw that expression on your face last week. Um, and Zane was like, yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry. I, got, I just got pissed off, though, because... I didn't know the plan, and I was kind of beating Kevin Owens up for you. I had him. Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't really need the Usos and Solos to get involved. Um, and Kevin Owens is there saying, I'm being used and all this. And, you know, for a split second, there's a pause that in my life lasts a lifetime. Yep. And he says, oh, I don't know. It's, it's all fine, my tribal chief. And Roman Reigns just goes, get out. And Sammy's face and... Yet again, I mean, surprise, surprise, Paul Heyman's great at this sort of thing. Paul Heyman's face at this, where he's like, huh, huh, and Roman's saying, why do I do, do this every bloody week? Yeah. When, when did it start that I had to start running my plans past the honorary use? Ooh. Why do you go find Kevin Owens, right, and start your own bloodline? Huh? Paul Heyman's like, just go, Sammy. Trust me, you don't want to be here if this gets any worse. Uh, I haven't felt like tension like this for quite some time, and I only ever seem to feel it around these sort of segments. Roman, it was the t-shirt thing all over again, wasn't it? Well, it was, and it was the, well the t-shirt thing, and the one that came to me was this was I was going to say like this is the best acting since, and then I realised my reference point is three weeks ago. So Roman's <laughs> yes. just on that much of a roll at the moment. Remember the one where he was laughing in his face and then stopping sharp? <laughs> I just deadpanned it. Yeah. it two weeks ago, yeah. Uh, like I found that horrifying because I just I was so um, invested in this terrible situation that Sammy's found himself in. The, the origin of Sammy Zayn getting in the bloodline was kind of that he was the great uh, this conspiratorial figure. Yes, that thought that's my shortcut to the top of SmackDown because I'm sick of being put upon with the bollocks of like Johnny Knoxville and like nobody wanted to wear my documentary that I made. Oh. So I'm just gonna have to like figure my way into. Like, the head of the table. That'll go in the three-disc DVD set for this, though. I would imagine so. I would imagine so. Um, And, yeah, like, now we've reached a point where, obviously, the whole thing had to pivot because Sami Zayn had gotten so over as a babyface that, bizarrely, there is a power struggle. Not that Reigns... Not that Zayn wants to run the bloodline. Simply that he wants to do right by them. Mm. So how they've managed to get to the point where when Roman treats him the way he does, in something that I imagine is something that will resonate with a lot of people, friendships, bad relationships, gaslighting mm-hmm. pricks, as yeah. you put it. We know these people, and you can see it in Roman, and that's just one of the many things that makes this as inspired as it does. But when he said, form your own bloodline, never in years had I wanted WWE to bring back Blade in so much, because not bludgeoning Sammy, but bludgeoning Kevin and Sami Zayn cradling oh. a bloody Kevin Owens. To form their bloodline, to stop the Usos and take the tag belts off them at WrestleMania. The blue ones, the red ones will be gone by then and (laughs) and be turned purple. Um, Like, never had I wanted and visualized something so clearly. Yeah. And and it it goes on. Yes. We're just going to skip through, like you say. Later on, they're in the bloodline locker room. Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman. And he asks the wise man his opinion on the situation with Sami Zayn. Heyman's like, because he's a bit of a, you know, mm-hmm. knows, he knows what side of bread's buttered, yeah. let's say. So he says, yeah, I never liked Sammy. <laughs> You've been giving him a, new, a nickname recently, but still. But uh, uh, look, at least he supports your idea. You know, he's, he's very useful for us in the island of relevancy and what have you. Um, and as Roman's wise man, for Roman's ruthless consideration, only he can get yeah. away with verbiage like that. Maybe, I think the technical term, he said basically, maybe it's better to have him on our team than against us. Yeah. But he actually said something along the lines of, maybe it's be- better to have Zayn in the castle pissing out rather than on the outside pissing in. Was it me? Or has that line been said in like a WWE creative meeting when it comes to signing somebody, using somebody, burying somebody? Yes. All, all of the above. Is that like a Vince McMahonism? A shoot one? Yeah. Maybe, like I ju- that felt lived in, didn't it? I like the fact they didn't say tent, because that's the phrase, isn't it? You better be on the outside, yeah. inside the tent, pissing out. They're like, no, no, he doesn't have a tent. It's a castle, it's a castle, it's an empire, it's an island, it's all of these grandiose places, yeah. Uh, great stuff, this. 
Incredible. And then he goes and gets Sami Zayn. Oh. Uh, it says, Tribal Chief needs to speak to you. One day someone will say those lines to me and I'll be so... <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, as much as I you know, acknowledge my Tribal Chief, this next segment, I hate his guts. Oh, so it, Sammy comes in to see him, he's all very nervous, and he says, you need to see me, my Tribal Chief? And Roman says, look, I've got a temper. Uh, that's why I have people around me to manage me, to help counsel my anger. And you know what? Sammy, I just I just wasn't hearing you. You wanted communication. You wanted to be part of the team. You're a perfectionist, you know. But the reason why you and I get along is we all love thinking about the details along the way. And suddenly, Sammy's the one apologising. I was like, you don't need to apologise for this, Sammy. Oh, my God. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Thank you, my tribal chief. This means the world to me. Thank you for understanding. You know, I talked about... Roman says, I just expect the love and loyalty from the people that I give love and loyalty to. Sammy's like, don't worry, everyone loves you. Massaging his ego like he needs oh. it. And I'm, I'm nothing without you, my tribal chief. I'll always put whatever's best for the bloodline first. Anything you, anything you need, just tell me and I'll do it. And Roman's like, right, here's what I need from you. Mm. Go and find the Usos. Go and fire up the... I was going to say jet there, car, then then, then the jet probably. Yeah. Um, and make sure everything's ready for us to leave the show. Because me and the wise man and Solo Sokoa are going to go out to the ring, boom, 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 sign the contract, and then we're out, boom. Yep. And he even has the fucking temerity to offer him a little, hey, go, here's your fist bump that you were missing earlier. I owe you one of these. And Heyman's wiping away his tears <laughs> and thanking Roman Reigns after Zayn's gone. Oh, I mean... Obviously, it sets up the, and we'll get to it, sets up the a crucial key detail of the main event segment and why it worked so well, and indeed why they had to annoyingly rebadge what happened, what's happening tonight on Raw, yeah. which we'll talk about in the Raw preview later. Um, so inspired in its own in its own little bubble, as a storyline detail, again, I want to put over Roman Reigns acting. Will Bourne, uh, we did it together, in fact. You did your first one last year, the Great North Run. Yes. Um, a tiring and difficult, but incredible experience. Oh, yeah. Uh, when it comes to the Bloodline storyline, we have entered with this week's SmackDown, mile 13 of the Great North <laughs> Run, because you can see the end destination for the first time. Yeah. in sight. In the Great North Run's case, you can see the ocean, which represents literal and metaphorical freedom from the situation you were in. But like the Bloodline, mile 13 of the Great North Run, the end stretch, is f- torturous. <laughs> and that is where we are. Yeah. That is where we are right now, because we have entered... Wholesale, the Sami Zayn desperately wants to do right, and now we're constantly being told that he's doing wrong. The one thing, and we said this before Christmas, because can't we, we do right for doing wrong. <laughs> we thought after War Games, we'd uh, like we didn't get it, but we got close to it. Like Christmas with the blurred line, because Sami had never been more in, mm-hmm. and even then Roman Reigns like shot him that one dirty look at Survivor Series. You can picture the image I'm yeah. describing right now with the five of them. We used it for a few, few thumbnails. <laughs> we wanted to. But that was this one period where, like, wow, he's got Jay on side. He, Roman has no choice but to mask his contempt for Sammy because, mm-hmm. look, he's won the day from the war games. We've now entered the, why are you being so cruel to him? Because you can. Because you need, like, you need that power, that pathetic abuser's power. That's the period of the story we've entered, which means we are so close to home. We are so close to the redemption for the baby faces. We are so close to Kevin Owens, the guy that has stayed to one side all along doing right by his best friend, and indeed Sammy doing right by Kevin. But we have to live through this absolute misery of watching it happen to the guy that we love ahead of a goddamn premium live event in Montreal in February. Yes. Like, I, if you want the rainbow, got to put up with the rain. Yeah. You know who said that? Dolly Parton. People just said she was a country singer. <laughs> like, just brilliant. Just absolutely brilliant. Like, get me this Monday. Get me this SmackDown. Get me the Rumble. Get me all of this. Yeah. I was ecstatic. Well, not ecstatic. I'm just miserable as I'm living through it. Yeah, I wasn't ecstatic watching this. I was thrilled, yeah. but in a ba- in a bad way. Yeah, like it's... in a oh no, uh-huh. like I've I don't do horror and I don't do zombies, <laughs> but I watched the first episode of The Last of Us and I was like, 
I hate watching this. I love you, bloody hell. Well. It's not called The First of Us. Yeah. Where's this? Uh, you're speaking to your missus at home. Where's this go? Is this like the creation of all society I'm and all the things? the game? Yeah. I know exactly what happens in the first episode. But, yeah, that's the only thing I can compare it to. So we'll come back to that for the main event. Yes. Uh, let's start about. Let's talk about what came first on SmackDown after the thing in the parking lot, mm-hmm. and that was the first round of the SmackDown Tag Team Title Tournament: Drew McIntyre and Sheamus versus the Viking Raiders with Valhalla, of course. Um, nice touch at the start of this match with Michael Cole uh, acknowledging the passing of the late brilliant Jay Briscoe. Yeah, uh, and you often, often saw quite a few people Viking Raiders here, for example, wearing Dem Boys or J armbands or whatever it would be. So a nice uh, acknowledgement of, of that. There's like a sea change of late, doesn't it, across the end? We've had a, uh, not that you want industry tragedies, but there's been a couple where mm. Don West yeah. has passed with knowledge. Like, finally, those ludicrous barriers about where people worked have been torn yes, down. Exactly. Um, brawl straight away. Seamus takes over. I like him hitting both guys with the 10 beats of the Bodron. And I, yeah. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Eric. Just crumpled. Like, no more. I'm a Viking, but uh-huh. no more of this. It bloody knacks. Um, he goes for white noise on Eric. Ivar cut him off. That takes us to a break. When we come back, they're dominating Sheamus, but he recovers. Irish Kurtz backbreaker to a huge peb. Uh, McIntyre gets the hot tag, runs wild. Uh, eventually hits a Mishinoku driver to get a great near fall. Goes for the superplex on Ivar, but Eric makes the save. Hangs McIntyre up and down. Sheamus... Uh, upside down, sorry. Seamus gets involved and McIntyre, I do love that McIntyre spot where he sits up and just belly to belly yeah. someone off the top rope. Uh, takes to another break. When we come back, McIntyre's being beaten down, but this time he recovers. Future Shock DDT on Ivar. Goes to the Claymore, Claymore but gets countered. Um, Seamus and Eric come in. They trade spots and shots and what have you. Goes to the bro kick, does Sheamus. Uh, Valhalla jumps up onto the apron. That allows the Raiders to take advantage. Ivar hits a huge splash, which looked great for a two count. Um, they set up for that springboard kick German suplex spot that they do. Sheamus breaks free, though. Eric's taken out by McIntyre with the Claymore. Sheamus bro kicks Ivar. One, two, three. They advance to the their semifinals. Really, really fun. And I don't use that word as we sometimes do to undermine the quality of the action here. Uh, but a super hot crowd for a match that just didn't, they didn't feel the need to overcomplicate with a tacked on story or too much, too much slowdown, too much sludge. This was for me the perfect kind of like example of how wrestling progresses. Seamus and Drew and the Viking Raiders actually, but they're all big men. But more is expected of everybody now. Yes. You know, you can't have, like, as much as sometimes you would like it, you can't have the Warlord. You've got to have Brian Cage, yes. for example, even if they're big. You can't have Andre the Giant. You've got to have uh, Jeff Jarrett. You know, like, the, <laughs> and you can't have the Road Warriors and the Natural Disasters. You've got to have the Banger Bros and the Viking Raiders. Mm. The work has got to be more impressive and more. Like, I think that sit up. Uh, suplex, belly to belly suplex is kind of the perfect example of it. Yeah. That takes an enormous amount of core strength and agility. Uh, but Drew is like six foot 15 and like like as big as Hulk Hogan ever was. It's like when Seamus is sat in the corner and he used to do that thing where he'd pull himself up onto yeah. the top rope via the top rope. Flips himself up. And over it was amazing the first time I saw it. And then he started doing it. And it still is ridiculous yeah. that you can do something like that. I don't think I could pull myself up to just standing from sitting, like, sitting there and sitting down there. But now I'm like, oh yeah, he's doing the bit where he lifts his entire body weight. That's his recovery bit. What are you saying for WrestleMania? Sol Rukas finisher, Seamus. <laughs> like it's, but this is the expectation level. Yeah. And when it isn't hit, that's why. Mm-hmm. It's a subconscious thing. Nobody's like, oh, I just wanted more. But you got everything. You got yeah. the two waves crashing into each other. And I just, again, like, it, it was very, very empty calories in one sense. But, like, I do want to put over the match. Match because, of the night as well. Oh, by far. Like, match of the night. And, well, this is the thing. Match of the tournament and reason why the tournament felt weird. Because it's like, can anything really top this? Yeah. Maybe one can, and we'll get to it. But, um, yeah, a tremendous bit of business, but possibly should have been the final. Mm. And the Viking Raiders not getting wins. Another reason why they could have probably done with making it to the final is they do sort of feel finished again, like the Pike in Paders. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, right, so this was followed by the get out bit with the bloodline, uh, or I should say uh, Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. Um, and uh, theme throughout the show was people just saying, actually, I quite fancy going into the Royal Rumble. Yeah, lots of announcements. Top Dollar looks like an idiot. Sorry, more of an idiot now. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, yeah. For doing it in a match when you could have just said, oh, I fancy going in the Royal Rumble, actually. Top Dollar says, hold my beer, but he says it to another Top Dollar. <laughs> uh, it was Raquel Rodriguez here that announced she was going to be in it, which, good. Yeah, She's going to have some yeah. great spots and get some decent eliminations, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it was time for L.A. Night. Yeah. Versus, I think his name was Greg Jones. I don't care. It was a squash. It was yeah. going to be a squash from the moment he came out. Yes, he's making his entrance and the upside deep, upside down, B's arse is there. <laughs> so you kind of know where this is heading. Um, before the match, L.A. Night. Yeah. Uh, gets on the mic to talk about his uh, Mountain Dew Pitch Black match, mm-hmm. which is coming up on Saturday. I can't wait for that. Um, I can't wait for Mountain Dew Pitch Black. <laughs> and so my sentence ended, sorry. And no, no. the match. Yeah, it must be fine. Uh, and he's just two foots Bray Wyatt again. <laughs> he does like. He says, uh, can someone help Bray Wyatt figure out who he is? One week he's Uncle Howdy. No, sorry, one week he isn't Uncle Howdy. And then the next week he is. I know who I am. I'm L.A. Knight. Yeah. Um, I'm the guy who's going to make Bray Wyatt rethink his entire comeback at the Rumble. You've been on, living on past glories. Uh, they, they mean nothing to me. Here's what I'm going to do to you. And despite a bit of going on, he beat this jobber in 30 seconds by the uh, via the BFT, the blunt force trauma, yeah. to get the victory. Um, but then all eyes to the screen because we get a return of one of the best things that has happened in the last few years, and that is, within WWE, the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. All the puppets are there. They're waking up. They're shaking off the dust. Uh, Bray's fixing the door, and he's got his arse out, guys. Uh. Uh, And he welcomes us back. He's missed us all so much. Mm. I'm such a child. I was this close to going, I missed you too, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to have fun with my friends again. And there's Rambling Rabbit. He thinks LA Knight's pretty cool. Uh, he wants to invite him to the fun house. And he says, LA Knight's like the Miz, but with muscles. Every, like, everyone gets the Miz comparison in now, don't they? Yeah. Everybody. And Bray's like, look. Wacky Bray, this is obviously from Mr. Yeah. Rogers. Says, what kind of person names their kid Los Angeles Knight? Uh-huh. I was like, a legend, basically. <sighs> yeah. Uh, he never stood a chance, and he says, look, uh, oh, rabbits afraid of the dark. And he says, it's normal for rabbits to be afraid of the dark. The dark's where bad things lurk, things that want to eat you. You really should be scared of the dark. I've missed this. The, 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 the I've missed who lurks in the dark. I don't give a f***ing about the Firefly Funhouse, but I've missed who lurks in the dark. See, I really like the... Uh, the I love it when he just is like, hey, guys, and also everyone's going to die. Everyone <laughs> Uh, Uncle Howdy gets involved in this, of course. course he, does. he told us so, told us this would all happen. All Bray needed was a little push. Uh, Bray hopes we're satisfied all that Bray we has needed for the bulk of 10 years is some kind of push. We're the ones who open the door, whatever comes through it. That's LA Knight's problem. Bye! See you at the Rumble! Uh, right, let's start with this. Mm. LA Knight can't win on Saturday. 
because he can't yet go 2-0 on Bray Wyatt because he's already won. Yeah! <laughs> his facials, while this was got when it would cut to him, or like the reaction or any kind of like, him doing like, what the hell is this? Yeah. I was like, mate, you've never been more relatable. Like, you weren't relatable over the course of a 30-second match because I, I'm not so sure I want to watch you wrestle that much. But he's had the rub off this. LA Knight is in good health off the back of this feud, mm. even if Bray Wyatt has been absolutely cooked by it. <laughs> like, I, we're going to, it's preview fodder, but like, the only logical next step is the Fiend. The fiend, fiend yes. right? On Friday, preview coming. Fiend Friday. Preview dropping in your feeds this week. Preview dropping in your fiends, like this Friday. <laughs> Please listen to it. We'll save our excitement for then if we can. Like, I know there will be law fans, LTS tiers and the like that are out there drawing lines between why this apparently makes sense and like, well, I think you'll find that he had to do the uh, five off announce because he's done the rocking chair because he's really inside LA Knight's head now. Is he? Or have they just ran out of steam and can't be asked and are just going back to what they know with this character? Point is, I don't care. Like, I want to see what happens on Saturday. I want to know what happens for LA Knight next because I feel like this has been a super duper achievement. For this so character. over. How many people could have like, Survive like Seth Rollins as world champion couldn't survive nope. this complete nonsense. Like, who, who was it when Bray Wyatt got released? And they were kind of like, somebody said, Was it Triple H? Like, well, kind of a lot of people kind of careers went to sh when they were with Bray Wyatt. Mm. I don't think it was him quite callously, but somebody did. And it was just like a load of characters had to die for this thing to live. And Ellie and I, the only thing that worked is, was Finn Balor because you were like, Well, we need to just kind of get him. So we might as well feed him to him at SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at SummerSlam 2019, like all in clad in white and all that, he'd give him away. I think LA Knight's in rude health off the back of this. Yeah. I think Bray Wyatt's knackered. But I think like LA Knight's going to be so fine. I'm so on board with this because I'm, I'm invested to see where it's going. Just uh, like with the Karrion Cross thing. He, they've rehabilitated two characters that I've gone, don't care, to... I mean, I'm invested in what happens to them and I, I will tune into the show to find out. I'm not a huge fan of them. Yeah. We're about to get someone I'm really not a huge fan of in a second. But... Yeah, I love LA Knight, so... You know the Goldberg pyro? It goes like, psh, comes out and like just like he bounces off his chest and just lets it go mm. everywhere. You know how you think LA Knight is mint? Mm -hmm. I do too, actually, what am I saying? Drop Mentos in loads of bottles of Mountain Dew <laughs> pitch black. Yeah! And then he can just walk through it and like the pitch black is just bouncing off his incredible pecs. I can't get over because when we when they did this and they first started teasing Bray Wyatt, because you always go, right, Bray Wyatt's here, first person. Yeah. The reason that's the reason why we were saying feed him Drew, uh -huh. give him Drew because Drew just lost a carrying cross. He's spiraling. He's got a heel turn in him. It's Rumble right. season. You can have him go away for a bit, come back, maybe even after Mania, whatever. You've got to make Bray a threat again. You yeah, have, yeah, that's the point of all. So you got to sacrifice someone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they've gone LA Knight. We're like, what? And now LA Knight's just like no selling half of this on the road to WrestleMania, brother. Like, let us not forget that there is a detail in in this storyline that is yet to be paid off. Well, with a match that says yet to be paid off. This storyline that is ongoing had a part in it where giggling Uncle Howdy <laughs> holding his lapels like tipped a, a bin and a lot of stuff on LA Knight backstage. <laughs> And that was the answer. Like, I know you did that to me, Bray. It wasn't me. It was Uncle Howdy. And it was. <laughs> that was uh, the, the lad from Raw that, like, distracted Bianca Belair, like, threw, like, some chairs and tables on LA Knight. still not got to the bit where it's Bo Bloody Dallas. Yeah. He's just, he's, he's nothing but a silhouette in a Raw tunnel after he's been to the toilet, of course. <laughs> I love this. I love LA Knight. Yeah. Right. Uh, what was next? Oh, uh... Yeah, it was the next match in the SmackDown Tag Team Tournament. It was Hit Row versus Los Losarios. Oh, God, it's SmackDown. <laughs> I like the fact Michael Cole still's like, Top Doll's still crap. <laughs> they love it, and they absolutely bloody love it. I don't, I, I really don't care for this character of Top Dollars. You know, at this point, if the commentators are taking the mick out of him, which subtextually tells you that the creative team are taking the mick out of him, I kind of admire that they are planting a sign in the crowd that cannot be ripped up so they can further take the mick out of it. Oh, my God. They even botched that, didn't they? Yeah. Um, Just brilliant. Los Lotharios take over early. Yep. I miss the Los Lotharios. I thought I liked their little gimmick. There's a you know, yeah, yeah. heel team that people beat on the road. Aye. to Yeah. Uh, and they took over. Double super kick on Ashanti the Adonis. Top dollar comes in, though. Whilst Cole again. It's like, he's rubbish, this guy. So he grabs, uh, I think it was Angel, and, and chucked him over the desk or mm. chucked him onto the desk and was yelling at Michael Cole. Umberto ran wild. Uh, again, preposterous stuff that he's just doing. I'm like, yep, that's just a 
Oh, a second rope sunset flip. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah, it's who they are on it at this point. Yeah, uh, and they both both lost Lotharios hit suicide dives, uh, but B Fab distracts. I can't remember which one it was. One of them, uh, and they get rolled up by Adonis and uh, hit Roe versus Drew McIntyre and Sheamus next week. You kind of want to look at it. Is this top dollar thing working? Uh, I don't know because I the problem is right. I get that the direction is now everybody is taking the piss out of top dollar, and as an angry villain. He is snapping at anyone. So, like, throwing them onto Michael yeah, Cole. Yeah, like, yeah, sort of, yeah. like uh, you're going to laugh at me. I'm going to do something violent to you. I get that, right? But I still think people are going to laugh at him anyway. Like, <laughs> and if you're encouraging your audience to laugh at a heel, like, next week, you can, I can already see in my mind palace Drew McIntyre cutting a promo that I hate at Top Dollar's expense. Or, like, doing that thing with him. It's Shimo, look at this guy. With that, like, kind of, like, weird grin Drew McIntyre has where he kind of looks like, an, like a satisfied cat. Like... We're gonna take the piss out of these guys. Yeah, top dollar. Like and he's gonna like mimic doing the dive over the top. But I can actually do it. Like, it's like, well, now you're making me hate the baby faces. Mm. So the heels kind of hits a brick wall as a character. But I understand that like the general consensus is let's just laugh at top dollar. <laughs> I get that as a consensus. I'm just trying to like think from an analytical point of view. This goes nowhere good, including like and as well just in another detail, like a sign that you can't tear up. You can't look like a bit of a tit. It's for you. It's not like it was like Hit Row. It's not like somebody's put that yeah. S in front of Hit Row. You have my exact opinion of Hit Row. <laughs> it was just somebody had gone to the trouble of a lovely Hit Row logo. I'll also, take that. Also, I like two-thirds of Hit Row, so... Yeah. Would he have torn up a... Yeah, imagine that. Imagine the sign says, I like Ashanti the Adonis and B-Fab, actually. Like, <laughs> let me tear that up. And them kind of, yeah, hang on. I was watching it, because I th- think Ashanti the Adonis is incredibly talented. Yeah. I'm excited to see B-Fab develop. But I was watching this going... Why did I ever like this team in NXT? And then I remembered it'll probably mainly swerve, actually. For the good of the hit row, push, slash, whatever this is, somebody take a Dadly Boy sign to a SmackDown taping and let's see if Top Dollar can tear it up. <laughs> I'll, I'll happily, like, I'll tweet that picture. Yeah. I'll tag Top Dollar himself. <laughs> I'll tweet a picture of me wearing Adidas trainers that he'll consider way too cheap. Yeah. Because he's a trainer. Remember when he buried the Young Bucks? <sighs> His trainer got I, I thought this sucks. <laughs> A uh, great video package for Cody Rhodes that we'd already seen on yeah. Monday Night Raw. And then uh, a, a promo from Strowman. He's going to win the Royal Rumble, actually. Um, and then it was time for the SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair, to come down. Um, and she doesn't know what Sonny Deville's bloody problem is. Um, you know, you don't need to whine. You don't need to cheap shot me. They brawled, of course, last week. Uh, there was a video package showcasing that. Um just come to me woman to woman and just say it. Cue Sonya Deville. She comes out, uh, takes the piss out of, checks the back of guitar, Detroit. <laughs> um, I don't care about all these people, basically. All I care about is getting a title shot uh, or title opportunity. Um, yeah, that's what I want. And Flair's like, well, why should I care what you want? I've already beaten you already. You tapped out. You tapped out, Chant, of course. Uh, and she says, look, just enter the rumble like any other women, and then if you win that, then I'll face you. And they go back and forth, and Flair's like, actually, I do. I, no, I've changed the plan. Actually, I do fancy fighting you now. Uh, how about we have it out? Let's have a bare knuckle fight. <laughs> and Sonya Deville says, no, because I'm not going to do it unless the title's on the line. Um, out comes Postman Pierce to address all this. That distracts Charlotte Flair. Sonya Deville jumps her from behind and walks to the back, feeling all pleased with herself. And Postman Pierce says, we're going to need to have a chat about this. Are we? Um, if I can quote the late, great uh, Nicky Graham from Big Brother, as relates to Charlotte Flair, who is she? <laughs> Where did you find her? <laughs> because I don't know who this is, but it's not Charlotte Flair. It's not even Vince McMahon's Charlotte Yeah. From 2019. It's this hollow ghost of a once great performer. She cannot perform this babyface role convincingly. Worse still, she cannot perform the is she being insincere on purpose version of the babyface. It was like, come on, belt. Mm. Thank you. Which might have been a bit, but she's already too ingrained as a heel for that to scan mm. as a bit. You need to love the person first to question nervously if this person is being insincere. Yes. You need... Give her the uh uh-oh back. Uh Uh-oh. You know when Kenny Omega just destroyed 
Sonny Kiss, <laughs> yeah. and then picked him back up to his feet. And it was like, you have to believe there was goodness in this person before accepting they've been consumed by the bad. Yes. That wasn't there with Charlotte Flair. That's long gone. Long gone. So she can't perform this. I'm going to be kind. I felt a bit guilty last week and the week before. Maybe it's rust because the physicality is embarrassing. Can she not sell anymore? Can she not wrestle anymore? The brawl was bad backstage. Mm. The match was lousy on television. The Ronda Rousey stuff didn't work. And now, she, like, this beatdown was crap. So can she not sell? Like, I'm not, I've am not. i not got a ton of faith in DeVille either at the moment on the other end of the program, and we're big Sonya DeVille fans. Yeah. But this this is piss poor. Like, I thought they were non-committal to this being a rumble match because I genuinely feel like they wanted to watch how this played as to whether or not it warrants a spot on the card. And if it doesn't get a spot on the card, Charlotte Flair has been drafted in to take a belt off Ronda Rousey, who, by the way, is also reported to not be on the Royal Rumble. Because presumably, things have broken down a bit between Ronda Rousey and WWE. And it's like, oh, she's not in the Rumble. That's fightful of reporting mm. that she may not be part of the Rumble. Maybe it's a swerve and she'll be a surprise in the Rumble itself. But fightful of reporting that she's not going to be in it. And you sense that, well, yep, that kind of run, that title run felt like it was falling apart a bit. What we'll do is we'll airlift, we'll bring back Charlotte Flair unexpectedly. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll kind of just like a salvage job. And she can wrestle somebody at the pay-per-view and everything's going to be fine. None of this has been good enough to warrant a spot on that show. No. The very show with the Mountain Dew pitch black match on it mm. apparently cannot make space for a Charlotte Flair match because there's just no faith in it. This is the latest in a line of SmackDown Women's Division disasters. Mm. Like Triple H is not fixing what was very, very broken. And it's like, and he didn't even think to include a women's match on it to like put a band-aid on it, mm. like give Tegan Knox another victory. Raquel Rodriguez said she was going to win in the Rumble. Why not like give her another kick-ass match? Because the Ronda Rousey match that has already been forgotten, by the way, was pretty goddamn yeah. decent. Yeah. And nobody will ever speak about it again because you had no faith in it being any good and you sent Charlotte Flair out there. Oh, problems. Like, bone-deep problems at this yeah. point on this show. Uh, this is the bit with uh, Reigns chatting to Heyman. Him yeah. saying he never liked Sammy. Uh, and then one, two, three, four, she's in the Marine Corps. Uh, Lacey Evans is training again. She's just the new Sergeant Slaughter, isn't she, with that Cobra clutch now? Yeah. They're really hammering that. Uh-huh. She's going to make her return in a Royal Rumble and use a Cobra clutch. And what happens when you put somebody in the Cobra clutch? They collapse and faint to the mat. So you have to pick up dead weight and eliminate them from the Royal Rumble. Yeah. It's the most illogical way to have her Unless return. she Brody Kings them with the Cobra clutch over the top rope. Suspends them on the apron first. Yeah. And Cobra clutches them each time. Yeah, I feel like after... I like her having Sergeant Slaughter as a gimmick. I want her to come out and call everyone maggots. I want her to come out with Slaughter. Yes! Like that, that... Like hey, you... Legends Night tonight. Oh, my God, we've fixed it again. Tick. Lacey Evans, <laughs> check, check, check. Uh, I really enjoyed the next match in the SmackDown Tag Tournament as well, mainly because I was trying to work, work it backwards, and I was like, well... There's a chance you do an all-heel side of things. It obviously makes sense because we sense that obviously Drew and Sheamus going through to the final. But maybe not. So I couldn't decide who was going to win this. And they've got a decent history, these two. It's a little bit. It's a little bit. Um, oh, gone off the Brawling Brutes, have you, Sheamus? Mm. It does allow you to It think. was a bit of me that thought, what if it's Drew and Sheamus versus the Brawling Brutes in the final? Yeah. And for no good reason, Sheamus has picked somebody that isn't in his, a pre-existing member of his stable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was Imperium versus the Brawling Brutes, um, and the brilliant Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser initially isolate Butch. Uh, we come back from the break. Ridge Bloody Holland, Ridge the Fridge, gets the hot tag, runs wild, running power slam on Kaiser. Uh, Butch hits a moonsault off the apron onto Vinci, uh, gets the ankle lock on Kaiser, switches that to an arm bar. What a revelation mm. he's been since he became Butch. Who cares about Pete Dunne? Uh, <laughs> Kaiser drags Butch over to his side of the ring, though, and Vinci gets the tag and hits a moonsault for a near fall. <laughs> I think they might make Tyler Bate a cat person on NXT, and then you can have dog versus cat at WrestleMania in the great rematch between the two. Or we'd make him a tag team, cat dog. Oh, my God. One fine day with a wolf and a purr, a baby was born, and he cuzzled so They were tag team from the West Midlands. Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, they're cat dog, cat dog, cat dog. Let's all go for a pint in a great big snobs. <laughs> Butch not drinking shout out, to, shout out to our Birmingham listeners. Butch not Vinci off the apron, but Kaiser takes advantage of that and kicks Butch right in the back of the head. He falls, does Butch. Vinci catches him in a suplex. Brainbuster! <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, Imperium hit the, hit the Imperium bomb on Holland. One, two, three. They're through to the semifinals. Good match. Great match. Pro- uh, did I like it more than the opener? No, but um, I will say this. This 
looked on paper like it could be one of them wrestling just happening in front of you. It might have died on Raw, perhaps, but the crowd were so into this, and yeah. it was kind of infectious, and the sequences were super slick. I kind of love Imperium. Like, remember when they just sort of clicked for us at the same time mm-hmm. on NXT, and it's never really gone away. They've just been used as heaters for Gunther more than You're not boring anymore. I know, them, man. They're like, Imperium are pretty great. They're on the other side of the bracket, we assume. So you that we're headed to these versus the Banger Bros for the final. That match is going to kick ass. Like, and it's going to, a bit like the World Cup, like, give you a good quality tournament for a good quality payoff match. Yes. Whoever wins this gets the Usos for the blue belts because they're going to lose the red ones but they're going to be turned purple and uh, <laughs> I want to watch all of it happen so yes. fair, fair play speaking of things I want to watch oh my god that Raw 30 video package on this show was insane Look, I watched it about four times and I showed it to Anne Louise and even she loved it this is the thing isn't it like 30 years and it certainly feels like that when you're reviewing one episode <laughs> you're not going to not have good stuff mm-hmm. like this The it's pro- it's the vast majority of their output from the last 30 years, if you cannot make a good video package out of that, what the hell are you doing? Like, imagine, imagine if they only had, like, six clips. <laughs> like, could they... Like, there's been... Like, WWE runs TV 52 weeks a year. Mm-hmm. Like, me and you were in tears at that NXT end-of-year wrap-up the other week. Like, if you can't knock together stuff... Like, like, this could be Raw 30. Like, give me the Judgment Day tag match and give me, like, a two-hour, 50-minute version of this. How far away from are we from Raw 2000? Because it feels to me about three weeks away... I don't know, yeah. Like, they remember when they used to do that every week? Like, it's ep- my, my comment through a period. We're going to have to do Gunsmoke. Yeah, episode 1487 of Raw. It's on the air. I don't know. I don't know the number. I know Raw 1000 was 2012. And it's only been 10 years later. So that should be another 500 episodes plus. We must be into the 1000. I'll say, I'm going to pick a number I'm ass. I've just Googled this. It's the first number that's come out. So I don't know if this is accurate. 1600. 700, 600, 800, 500. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted us to be closer. 1,541. 1,542. No way. Yeah. No way. I swear. That's what he just says. I've just Googled how many episodes of Monday Night Raw. Oh, my God. Yeah, there you go. Just feel like about 2,000 is just around the corner. Google's right? decent quick maths for me. Uh, 542 times three. I'll do it off the top of my head. Go on, then. I've overcompensated here. It ends in a six. <laughs> <laughs> 1,500. What is it? 1,500. No, just, just 542 times three. Just yeah, 500. 1,500. 1,600. 1,626. 1,006. Is that right? We'll go with that. 1,626 hours. I spent watching Money Night Raw since 2013. Like that's how many three hour Raws. We got no fear, no doubt. Nothing to watch, nothing to watch. <laughs> You're staying in tonight. You watch your <laughs> We're stuck with Monday Night Raw. Monopoly is here. AW doesn't exist and TNA is terrible. <laughs> Randy Orton again. <laughs> uh, where were we? Oh, uh, yeah. We'll talk about Raw on okay. the preview later on today. Shayna Baszler is going to win the Women's Royal Rumble. God, I hope uh, so. How can you win the Rumble with any kind of serious joint damage? Well, Matt Riddle's not right for himself. Um, oh! Carrie oh! <laughs> and Cross and Scarlett preview their match next week. Well, now this week, I suppose, technically, yeah. with Rey Mysterio. Uh, and Cross talks about Mysterio. You can either be a family man or you can be the, the goat, the greatest. Uh, you can't be both. I'm going to beat him and I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. I love Karen Cross now. Well, I don't love him, but... Rey Mysterio's worked wonders again. This is great. Uh, I'm so pumped for the SmackDown preview podcast this week. Everything we've talked about is like, wait a minute, the go-home show for the Royal Rumble, better than the premium live event itself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Final match in the tag tournament first round. It was Legado del Fantasma. Excuse you, the SmackDown main event. I suppose, yes, technically. (laughs) Um, Legado del Fantasma versus Maximum Male Models. (sighs) Selena Vega's on commentary. She's going in the Rumble as well. Mm Um, the models actually took control early on. They teased a dive, but posed instead. Yeah. Quite rightly. It's a cute bit. Maximum Models is still a cute bit, bless yeah. him. Uh, Marseille, I think, went for a double choke slam at one point. <laughs> yeah. That got broken up. They sent him to the floor. There's a flip, big flip dive and an assisted splash for two on Mansoir. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Marseille comes in, but Mansoir's going up top and he gets crotched and pulls a funny face. <laughs> and then Legado hit their double team finisher on Mansoir. One, two, three. They will take on Imperium next week. Well, this SmackDown certainly answered the question. Can you really run an eight-team tournament on SmackDown? And the answer was no. Um, not convincingly, anyway. No. But uh, Legado's and Imperium is a proper... Um, did that NXT TV main event just kick ass, actually? Yeah. It's got that vibe about it, so I kind of got high hopes for that. Yeah. Actually. And I love seeing Marseille and Mansoir on my television. Yeah, they're a good laugh, man. Do air more of those bloody brilliant vignettes that they've been working on, on like .com exclusives on Twitter or whatever. The comparisons um, to uh, when Breeze Ango were doing the... What was it? Um, I've forgotten, and I hate Fashion that. Files. Fashion Files, thank you. Are both, like, apt... And fair, like the, the material is of that standard. If you're a Fashion Files guy, I think you'll be a Maximum Male Models digital exclusives guy. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, this was the... Uh, I'll say that, like, we enjoyed them. We're a couple of absolute guffawing buffoons. <laughs> so if you, if you like our nonsense, you probably enjoy that. I like the fact that this went, so I was like, <laughs> hey, what they bloody like, eh? Maximum Male Models, one, two, three. Anyway, time to be gaslit by uh, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Immediately after this. Yes. Switching gears massively here. And then it was time for the main event, the contract signing that was already teased as manic, I believe. Yep. Um, Roman Reigns comes out, so I saved about five minutes here. Yep. Part of the entrance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to uh, place my toilet seat over the weekend, so <laughs> a lot of stuff to do. Come Took on, let's get on the MOT, came back, Roman made it in the ring. <laughs> and Reigns gets in there, and we talked about the head of the table. They're both head of the table. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the clock going... Bloody quick contract signing this, right? Got his feet up, and then suddenly Kevin Owens, because he's not an idiot, doesn't come out kissing babies and all that, just runs in, attacks Solo Sokoa from behind, stunner on Roman Reigns, a huge baby. Oh, my God. Smash the button. Smash the goddamn button. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, bingo in there. Bingo! And the Usos run out, right? Yeah. What's that he's saying? The Usos run out. Owens super kicks them off, whatever you. Solo Sokoa's been taken out as well. And then I'm like, right, what else are we going to do? Pop up power bombs, Roman Reigns, through the table. It explodes. That was a better explosion than the, the exploding barbed wire <laughs> yeah. revolution. Boom! I mean, we should come Way back on Boom! On commentary. We need a high bar from that exploding barbed yeah. wire death match, but yeah. Um, and Owens turns around. Paul Heyman's like, ah, get away from me! just plucks the contract out of Paul Heyman's hands, signs it. And this is a sign. You know when something's good, when everything falls into place, right? So oh, I know where you're going, and I'm hyped for This it. is amazing. Sami Zayn runs out, obviously. A little bit later. He's been parking the limos. He's been, he had a job to do. Mm-hmm. That's what, but then that's, is Roman going to think that? Sami Zayn runs out. There's a brief, just a, a second of a stare down between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And Owens hightails it out there, but not before flinging the contract at Frisbee-like, I would say. Have that, right? And it could have just bounced off his chest and yep. fallen, and he's like, oh, bloody hell. Sami Zayn catches it. It's the it's the Roman Reigns uh, oh my God. catching the mic from Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Oh, cool. This is the this is goated. Kevin Nash catching the heckler's coke and just throwing the cup away. And uh, sorry, Owens runs off through the crowd, and the Usos are there. Uh, and, and Solo Sokoa checking on Roman Reigns, and Zayn just, he's not checking on Roman, he's just looking around, yeah. and he can't believe what he's seen. End of SmackDown, what an ending this was. End this is why I thought, oh, SmackDown was the best, forgetting that there was no women's matches, and some bits weren't that good, actually. End of all of our lives, this segment was exhilarating. This was so good. This Out was smarting the bloodline is a key development, in it? This was so, so good. I will never ever advocate for that era I think I made that quite clear on the podcast at the time for that era where there was clearly no direction for anything that was happening with the bloodline they were just the baddies that nobody could get a lick on Roman Reigns and it was like right baby face for hire for the month I will never put that era over but this segment is why you do preserve your heels and you preserve the integrity of your characters we talk a lot about our Roman Reigns can it really be gotten to and that's the magic of what happens when his head is played with and mm-hmm. his cowardice shows and all the rest of it because he he uses the bloodline as a emotional and physical wall and barriers. And when a babyface gets to break them down, as Kevin Owens did here, that's why you do it in the first place. That's why you do so much, if you'll pardon the pun, table setting. Mm. Because 
you cannot do this all the time. The heels, like they're not the they're not goons. No. Like the Usos and Solo Sokoa and Sami Zayn can take a beating once in a while, but they are not goons. They are the biggest and the baddest. And Kevin Owens has to find a way around. Like it's he's going on a tribal chief hunt. <laughs> we can't go over it. We can't go around it. We're gonna have to go through it. And that's what he does. And he just bulldozes through them. And you get the crowd's response as evidence for how well it works. Like the mere fact that he got to Roman before Roman could do anything about it with a stomach, incredible. Solo Sokoa, as we've seen before now, when he's actually dragged into the thick of it, it's pretty awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pretty hot because that guy has become so over. The Usos are there to be the ones to take the proper bumps. The powerbomb through the table, I was so excited that they'd done that because WWE typically pattern booking is that Kevin Owens goes back for a little more and then Roman gets a spear or a super yeah, exactly. like, oh Owens you dumbass but you're supposed to be the hero and he didn't he just followed through with his actions and it was even better yeah. than the first time and it was like wow they've actually doubled down on allowing you to back a baby face and as you say the contract toss oh my god the fact that that went as well as it did wrestling has this way it will reward the universe finds a way to reward good booking with great moments and that was one of them the latest in a long line of them this was a absolutely tremendous and honestly expectation defying yeah bit of television like they put on the wb.com preview copy a contract signing and even in an angle that's progressing as well as the bloodline kevin owens and sammy zane you're like you can't help yourself, can you? And they defied your expectations and they subverted them at that. Mm. Like, this was yet another, like, superb chapter point in a storyline with a clear destination. And right now, on the other side, how often do we use... On the what? How often... On the other side! Do we use AEW as a comparison for things WWE getting wrong? On On the other side, on the very same night on Rampage, like, AEW were asking you, to wonder what's going on inside the offices of Ethan Page with Matt Hardy right now. <laughs> An absolutely shambolic piss take of a version of this storyline yeah. is what's going on because you couldn't care any less about it, could you? And it's like, and now Matt Hardy's going to be on Dynamite with a blah, blah, blah. It's like, mate, I want to watch the bloodline all day to see what's yeah. going to happen next with Sami Zayn. That is an absolute pathetic tribute version of the good like and that, how often do we get yeah, exactly to, i'm not like using this as an excuse to drag AEW. i'm just trying to make a point no, we'll do that on the rampage <laughs> we'll in a bit. we can rarely be illustrative of WWE successes when AEW comparison yeah. and yet here it is like kevin Owens is not winning the title at the royal rumble but my god have they given him all the agencies of babyface yes. to try to try and that is all that matters. Yeah, and he's not just going to be a body left after this. When he comes back and teams with Sammy to fight for the tag titles, no. you're not going to think, oh, well, he needs a bit of rehabbing first. Roman Reigns wants to do two things right now. He wants to get control of Sami Zayn back completely mm-hmm. in his mind, in his body, the whole deal. He also wants to kick the f***ing shit out of Kevin Owens, <laughs> yes. as do the rest of the bloodline. God, I've given you some work on this one. I'm sorry. Like... And that can't be understated because we've got a title match to sell at the PLE. Like, the Bloodline want to get him. Roman Reigns wants to get him. Mm-hmm. Imagine Roman Reigns, Imagine you're the person that Roman Reigns wants to get. <laughs> like, that's a, like, Owens has put himself in this position. Yeah. And now he's like, that's got to pay off. And this feeds into, like you say, not just WrestleMania or Elimination Chamber or the Royal Rumble or even just SmackDown next week. It feeds into Raw tonight yeah. with the trial of Sami Zayn, which they had to change. Family issues, get well soon, Rikishi, yeah. etc. Shame on that. Shame, but that's the thing about great stories, is if something goes wrong, oh, slight tweak, Yeah, the trial of Sami Zayn. Anyway, I'm, I'm stepping on my own dick. We'll talk about it later on the Raw preview, so make sure you go and check that out. You can find that by uh, subscribing to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, including as well, uh, me and Sige reviewing AEW Rampage a little bit later on today. But let us know your thoughts on SmackDown on Twitter, at What Culture WWE. Watch there, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. Uh, but for now, this has been the SmackDown Review. My thanks to Michael Hamflit. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.